Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I'm in Ireland. I am actually drinking a pint of Guinness right now. And Are I'd you? love to say that I'm surrounded by the cause, but I'm not. So, <laughs> so two out of those three things, I'm doing all right. Any members of the cause in your hotel room at the moment? I'd love I'd love the violinist and the lead singer to be hanging around. But they're not. They're just not. OK, I'm just going to put that out there. OK, I know. So where are you in Ireland? Um, I am near Bangor. Okay. And so um, north. I'm in the north. I was in the south yesterday, um, oh. sort of Dublin, and then went via some oh. co- nice coastal roads. And then, um, mm. yeah, first first time in Ireland and all that. Enjoying yeah, it, so having fun, loving life. You know. So this is your first ever trip to Ireland. Emerald Isle debut. Yes, that's what that is. <laughs> And, and it's, it's going by too quickly because I've got to get the ferry at some stupid unholy hour tomorrow morning. Oh. And, I, and I, I felt like there's unfinished business here. There's still lots to see and do. So I have to come Are you back. allowed to say what you're doing over there? Mm, I'm driving an electric car, doing a bit of a review, just with some, just like a bit of an interesting little road, you know, little road trip and all that. And um, um, I have I have been to, in a car cave today. Um, yeah. Lovely father and son spec car cave, and I've sat I've sat in I've sat in a couple of mantas today, and I don't mind telling you. Oh, yeah, I have. Manta, uh, manta. I know manta, absolute manta, and <laughs> I've 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 stroked. <laughs> I've stroked. <laughs> Are you the Archbishop of Manterbury? <laughs> I've never heard that. The Archbishop of Manterbury is in is so in a white Berlinetta, or would yeah. it be? Yeah, oh yeah, ecclesiastical white, Papal ecclesiastical white. Berlinetta. That's that definitely a, yeah. The, <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's a cabaret singer. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so you you had a productive time in there, but you're drinking a yeah. Listen, listen, this is drinking a Guinness. How act- is it? It, do you know what? I had to do the cliche because I've heard the stories, mm. and by f, it's true. The mm. it tastes really smooth. Yeah, and I'm not Are you a, a guy. Guinness drinker. I don't think I've ever no. seen you drink a Guinness. It's no, do you know when I last drunk Guinness was just before the millennium? I'm pretty sure. Oh, so I was a much younger man. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking was... of things you haven't done for a while. Yeah, I went out. I went out for a quiet pint last night with a mate. Hmm. And it really was. It was just a let's have a couple of beers, you know, intimate setting. Quiet. Went to a lovely little pub in downtown Bath, and um, it was really quiet. Like by the time we left, and we left before closing, it was that kind of night. Yeah, it was, I think we left at ten fifteen, ten thirty. We were the last ones there, you know. So it was that kind of low key evening. But 
I thought we'd said when we were arranging to meet that we were going to go for a curry. And then somehow that plan just fell away and we oh, just no. had pints. Oh, just and drink. We hadn't had any dinner at all. Oh, or the even danger. eaten enough. And I'd done some exercise in the day and I was really quite hungry. And I sort of killed that hunger with another pint. So it wasn't like rolling around on the floor, but I was just a bit like, ooh, I probably need to, I don't know what I'll do on the way home. I'll get some chips. And then I realised the chippy on the way back to my house shuts at 8.30. Oh, gosh. So that's no good. No. I but, can say I'd, be, I'd be quivering by that point. Mm, well, I was suddenly a bit like, I just only start walking <laughs> and then sort of night air hits you. And I was a bit like, ooh, ooh, I think I'm a bit drunk. Night, so, did you say night air? Night air. Quite like night yeah, air. The, yeah, the okay. air of the night. R.E.M. never did a song about that. <laughs> they, missed, they missed that one, didn't they? I suppose if I'd chronically misjudged my approach to one of Bath's many historic, historic bridges, I could have been night swimming. But instead, I kept on going. And in one of the sort of open, sort of open, not quite a square, but one of the kind of open public vistas in the historic city of Bath, <laughs> uh, there's a bloody kebab van. Oh, well, because I guess that's historic. Students. Yeah, historic. <laughs> a Georgian kebab van. Was it a pre, and, pre-internet uh, kebab van? It's been there that long. Well. It's allowed. All I can tell you is, I thought, I looked and I went, as I got closer, I was like, bloody hell, they do chips. I'm getting some chips. I'm going to get some chips and I'm going to walk home with chips. This is fantastic. My night's just taken a turn for the better. And um, as I was at the counter, no one else there. And I suddenly, I don't know what came over me, but I went, all right, mate. And have kebab meat and chips, please. Oh, Loads of you, chili sauce. You filth monger. I don't think I've eaten that since the turn of the century. No, I, I was say. just about to say that. That would have been that would have been nineteen ninety something, wouldn't it? I might have. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'm, it's an easy twenty years since I've had kebab meat and chips because it's filth. It it's is the filth. Kind of thing. It's grot. Medically, you should only eat it in your twenties and then stop. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's, it's almost like smoking. It's like if you stop early enough, you'd probably be okay, but just don't, God's sake, don't carry on into your no. 30s and 40s. Fool's play. So uh, I have to admit, it hit the spot. Yeah. But suddenly the night became very old school because, you know, I'm 47, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm walking home Yeah. in that sort of probably slightly like my tracking's out. Slightly, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say slightly diagonally, yeah, yeah. So crabbing, and I'm eating with a little wooden fork. I'm eating dirty, dirty kebab meat and chips with chili sauce, nice punchy chili sauce on there as well. It makes your lips go fiery. Don't like really fiery, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I should have, you know, I thought about this. I should have got a can of pop, you know, something a a bit (laughs) random as well. Um, Just, but I didn't. I hadn't. So old fashioned. So old fashioned. But then the walk home then involves eating the kebab meat, having to go for a wee in a building site. Again, very old school. Haven't done <laughs> that, that for a long time. That is brilliant. But then that's also, brilliant. It, it, I felt like it took me about two minutes to get home. I realised from sort of back timing everything that in fact it took me way longer than normal. Partly because it's uphill, but also because I just I think I just got the swerves on. <laughs> And um, part way along, you know, there's those little electric scooters that sort of infest a lot of cities now. They've got them here. Uh, people just, suddenly thought they just leave them everywhere. <sighs> yeah, I can't be asked to walk the rest of the way up the hill. I'm going to get one of these scooters. What? Yeah. Did you? Couldn't. Well, no. I downloaded the app. I was standing there in the street, downloading the app, and then trying to go through the process of registering. Oh, that's dull as fuck. 
yeah i gave up yeah. i was like yeah. don't be a lazy twat just walk home so i walked home i didn't yeah. it was only when i got home i then discovered as well actually they shut off at 11 o'clock what the scooters people do people like me yeah because it's a beer scooter then like, becomes a beer yeah. scooter it's, it's because of people like me <clears throat> oh getting a bit boozed up and they go oh, i was just, right home you know and they, you're not supposed to do that so they um they save you from yourself by shutting off at closing time but i was really hoping you'd say you got one or you already had the app anyway Mm. And that what you were actually get, you were you were able to be so relaxed behind the bars <laughs> that you could use you could use that immense EV talk and just hold the wheelie at high throttle <laughs> while eating kebab <laughs> and 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 but you never come off the throttle so all you do is shift your body weight further and further back as you, as you're giving as you're holding more gas as it were but the problem is is then you realize you're at Vmax and there's nowhere to go <laughs> we're just stuck in an infinite loop of just oh. I'll just be circling the city on the back wheel just hoping it ran out of battery or <laughs> Sort of like no, what pissed is, up scooter hydrofoiling, wouldn't you? I, I woke up this morning and I thought I had a little cold shiver when I suddenly thought, oh my God, what if I'd got that fucking thing going? Yeah, would have been amazing. I shouldn't have been, shouldn't have been riding a scooter. No. On the road. No. Oh, no, not on the traffic. road. On, no the, on, the, on the pavement, definitely, but well, not Well, I, I mean, mm, yeah, see, I don't know what was worse, but I'd have probably tried to shortcut. There's a shortcut. Cross a building site oh, by any chance? Well, through a park, <laughs> but it's quite dark and downhill, so <laughs> there's potential for a proper good comedy accident there. But yeah, I had a little cold shiver. I was like, oh my God, I could have been killed. What a shit way to die. That would have been awful, on, because you could have just... On a little electric scooter, could have, with kebab breath. You could have cracked, you cr- gone into a horrible... Um, low side uh, understeer going round like one of those old Victorian fountains in a park at night. Mm. Cracked, a, cracked your temple on the edge of said ornamental fountain. Not been found until morning by a dog walker. Yeah. Um, and people would have gone, oh, that's really sad for that. You know, he's achieved a lot, that guy, in his life, but he decided to just piss ride in the yeah, dark he's, he's around a, really a park. Unheroic way. Oh, also, the post mortem showed. He had five pints of Scruttock's old blindness in his system and yeah. a significant quantity of kebab meat. Yeah. My, my, my wife's disappointed face on receiving That's this right. news. Cause of death, <sighs> very cheap meat. Yeah. And, but what would have been quite cool was if you'd, if you'd had the big incident whilst at VMAX and you fell over on your back and the scooter was off the ground and your hand was still pulled right back on the gas... It would still be just going. <laughs> it would have been doing it all night. The little bat wheel would have just been flailing. Oh, but you'd be dead. Breaks, just, sadly. <laughs> well, what actually happened last night is I, I eventually got myself home, trudging up the hill. After your building site piss. Building site piss. Put the kebab <laughs> container in a bin. Did do that. Not, you know, I'm not going to be an oaf and leave it somewhere stupid. No, and um, and then I was trapped in one of my own shoes. Couldn't get it off. You couldn't get one but of your own shoes off. Couldn't get one of my own shoes off because as I tried to remove it, one of the laces knotted, and it wouldn't go through the eye hole. They're sort of Converse All Star style shoes, and the knot wouldn't pass through the eyelet right at the top, which meant I couldn't open them up enough to get them off my foot. <laughs> Did you go to bed with one shoe on? I honestly thought about doing it, but I couldn't get my jeans off. 
Oh, so shit. I've had to sleep in my jeans and one shoe. And I honestly thought about it because I was like, these are really nice shoes. I don't want to wreck them by sort of tearing them apart in frustration, but nor am I going to cut the lace because the laces that came with it and they're really nice laces. They've got little metal ends on them. I was like, oh, I will I... regret that in the morning, much so it sort of seems like a good idea now. So I didn't get to sleep till like one o'clock because I was well, also trying to be not. quiet, pissed trying to be quiet when everyone else in the house is asleep and you're trapped in one of your shoes. It's, this is this is tragic, borderline tragic. But I'm hoping. I, know, but that also, you... I was just like again. I was like, "You're 47, man. What is going on here?" I just went for a quiet, civilized drink with an old friend. It's like it's just it's, none of this should be panning out the way it is. But no, it shouldn't. Uh, in, entirely my own doing. Anyway, I finally using um, <laughs> using some nail scissors. <laughs> I got the knot undone in the lace. Almost stabbed myself through the hand. Uh, and, and then got my shoe off and fell into bed. But uh, so that was it, you know, for a quiet. This is amazing. Quiet drink, proper old school. It is old school. Sequence of events. Um, it feel good. Uh, it kind of, but I haven't, I haven't quite felt right today. <laughs> I don't think I'm tired, which I'm going to blame primarily on the, on the kebab. Yeah. yeah. Well, and on the drinking because I don't. That's the problem. I don't. You know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not the drinker I once was. So. Um, Maybe that's part. Well, of I'm well. I'm enjoying my um I'm enjoying my Guinness right now. It's lovely, really it's, lovely, it's authentic. Just, I'm kind of jealous, just because I know how not a good Guinness is a good thing. It's very nice, and I'm just I just I'm just not used to it. It would be better mm. if the cores were here, but <laughs> you can't have it all, Richard. No. You can't have it all. Um, but I did today. I have sat in some incredible. Um, Blitzen fabric seats in in hot opals. Blitzen fabric. You know? Do you know that? You know the the sports seats in hot mantas and asconas and stuff have got a uh, the opal the opal badge um, embroidered into a pattern in the sort of Recaro sports seats. Have you seen them? Uh, it's no. called Blitzen fabric, I believe. Oh, okay. And it's bloody nice. excellent. Yeah, it's a really cool fabric. Mm. It, it works because because we we've said this before. I'm sure on a previous cast, but the opal badge is a cool badge. It is just yeah. looks good, doesn't it? It's aged yeah. well. The Vauxhall badge just isn't all that great, even if the products might be. It's just the no. the, the badge is just not great. Too much. Uh, too, but I'm down too. with the opal. I always think the sign of a good badge could be that if you, how easy it is to just doodle. Correct. And be recognisable. And you could do the opal badge. I mean, you know, yeah. my five-year-old daughter could draw the opal badge. It's really yeah. simple but really yeah. effective. Voxel badge. Fairly. Yeah. You try doing the Voxel badge. You try That's doing the – tomorrow. so, like, tomorrow, or listeners, if you're listening to this on a Monday morning, you just try, try and draw the give, – give yourself best of three. Voxel, Voxel badge drawing on a post-it or similar and just see how far you get. See how far you get. See if it looks like a seagull that's doing sort of flexing. See if it's a phoenix rising from the ashes that's slightly crooked, it's got a slightly boxer's face. Just see how it goes. Because it will morph into the Skoda um, badge if you're not careful. The Skoda badge is a difficult bugger to to imitate. You're listening to Smith and Sniff and Take Heart. Yes. We'll be showing some of your submissions next week. Well, we will. By all means, take pictures of them and share them with us. Um, yeah. We're on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Why not? Do it. 
Yeah, I, I see how you know. I'm, I'm not afraid to to see these things as long as there's no unnecessary penises. I'm fine with it. <laughs> and even if there is, I'm, I'm actually fine with it. But um, yeah, why not? Well, good. Um, I don't think any car badge has dicks in it, though, does it? I don't. Does the Alpina badge have a secret so. one in there? No. You sure? Uh, I. What about oh. AMG? It's got that's got valves and springs and. Couldn't you put a cheeky cock in there? No one would really notice. Well, the obvious one would be the Ferrari badge, wouldn't it? Oh, but the, what, the stallion's sort of slightly got a bit of a semi on. Yeah, or actually the Porsche badge has got a, a rampant horse in it, hasn't it? So I wonder if they could change it without anyone really noticing. There was a little dangaloid there that wasn't there f- for the last 70 well, years. Uh- if and when you <clears throat> buy yourself a Ferrari, you could always just get a marker pen and put a little... I could put so a bulbous tip on it, couldn't I, on the under tray? Oh, boy. I might, I might, I might. A few people said um, a few people said last week's podcast was quite carry, and I think some well, of them meant it as a criticism. So well, we're certainly making amends for that now. But, um, we are. We, I was going to, uh, I was going to pull it onto cars just briefly, just for you know, shits and giggles. Well, I was just going to ask if you've seen uh, the new Rolls Royce Spectra. Is that how you say it? Is spec- it? No, it's Spectre. I think I just, it's just I've, Spectre. Spectre. I have seen quick imagery of it while I was stopping for the coffee in a toilet, um, <laughs> while I've been on my road trip. But I've not mm. taken it in much. I know it's electric, yeah. and I know it's a. It's a concept, not not a production ready no, thing. No, it's a real, it's the real deal. Oh, it's finished. Yeah. Oh well, there we go. That's how much I know about the Rolls Royce Sphincter. <laughs> so, well, I, I don't. No, I mustn't say because it, it looks handsome. So, I think it's about. I think without even knowing any of the the spec, it's about time. That's what I would say. About time that them or Bentley just went. Do you know what? We own this quiet car game. Let's yeah. do this. Oh, it's perfect for Rolls, isn't it's it? Perfect. It's just talky, easy, quiet, lovely. Uh, all all the stuff you'd want from a Rolls, uh, a Royce, as people slightly pretentious people insist on saying. Um, but also, uh, it's quite interesting. They've decided their first electric model will be a big coupe. And I was reading some of the interviews around this car, and they're sort of saying, you know, they could have predictably done an SUV. But they wanted to do a real kind of statement car first, and and then they'll follow it with other electric models. But um, apparently they showed it to, I think our friend Alex Goy was saying this on Twitter the other day, they showed it to 300 existing customers and all 300 of them ordered one. Really? It's mm. quite interesting, isn't it? That's amazing. But apparently the average uh, Royce owner has seven cars and probably already has an EV. That was according to someone that we were interviewing from yep. Rolls Royce, and I, I, I was thinking, I wonder what they've got. I bet a lot of them have got a Tesla. They'll have, a, they'll have a Tesla. They'll have an S or an X, and they'll, yeah. yeah but what else have the, and, and they've got a Phantom or a Dawn, and then they've got what five MOT failure Velsartises. Yeah, <laughs> or they got two ready to rock on the road Toyota Picnics, and then just. The, Three or yeah, four other definitely things. Definitely got a picnic. Got um, a, an old 
is spas that doesn't actually run. <laughs> it's got terrible electrical issues. So yeah. you, you can drive it around at night, but none of the dash works. It still functions as a car. Yeah, but you well, don't know what's going on. You can use the headlights, but if you indicate they go off for some reason, <laughs> it's also it's dreadfully discoloured. It, it was blue, <laughs> but all the plastic panels have really washed out, but at different rates for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they've got that. That's it. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's it's quite a collection. It's amazing, so the, amazing. The, the, the Spectra will go nicely uh, in that next to... Uh, they've also, for, for some reason as well, they've just got like a really basic Peugeot 106. Oh. One of those ones that's a special edition. So, you know, it's called like the Trouser or something. Oh, could you know, I... <laughs> What's the name of the one with the sliding doors? The 107? Oh, well, no, do you remember they got stinky about that because they got bollocked by the Bond people? They went, here's our new car, it's the 1007. And Eon Productions went, no, it's not. And if you say it is, we'll sue you. And so they had to call it the 1007, I think, didn't they? The 1007. I've always fancied buying one to just see what it's like. When they Did went, you never drive one at the no, time? No, I never drove one, no. They were just absolutely toss. Were they that bad, but though? Really heavy and slow. Right, and probably thirsty as a result. Yeah, and those doors were sort of... You kind of went, ooh, this is fun, for a bit, and then after a while you just went, oh, no, it's not. They're slightly inconvenient because they don't, they don't go quick enough. So you go to get out and you realise that, you know, you can basically set the tempo with how quickly you open a normal car door. I want to get out in a hurry. Ooh, I'll do that. So is it like those to motorise? Jesus Christ! Is it like those electric toilet doors on trains that we have in the UK? Yes, 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 exactly that. Where they're not quite quick enough. Yeah, and yet you feel like if they malfunctioned, they would whip open like a fucking barn door in a storm. (laughs) You know, reveal your bottom to the train. You know that. Oh gosh. I don't like those train doors. They're, they're no, I don't. Know. I'm always it's worried. Just, it's locked. Is it, though? <clears throat> is it really? Because this yeah. all feels like it relies on electricity and it could go exactly. wrong. Exactly. Like I, I want a physical bolt. I don't need to rely on a, 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 a some sort of electro lock with an LED light that goes, honest, it's locked. I'm truly yeah. believing it's locked. No, just give me an old-fashioned bolt. Then I can see yeah. it. It's not broken. It's easy. Let's mm. do this. Yeah. Well, just, yes. Um, I was the other thing I was going to raise, which I meant to mention to you weeks ago. Uh, oh, sort of, also an electric car is that mm. new Spart Spart Smart. Yes, um, sorry, someone's banging lots of hotel doors near me. Stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Smart hashtag one. Have you have you seen this? It's yeah. the new Smart, which has been made in association with Geely of China. Yes, I have seen it. And I'm precious about smart. I don't know how I feel about it. It's not very small, is it? I mean, it's not massive. No, but but that's sort of you know, it's it's a smart. That's what they mm. did. They was they were roomy but tiny, mm. sort of their thing. What what caught my eye about this? I think you are supposed to call it the hashtag one. Really, hashtag got, one. Yeah, and it's got a real whiff of you know that meme with Steve Buscemi with a baseball cap and a skateboard going, hello, fellow kids. It's that, isn't it? This is like they've had a marketing meeting and gone, what do young people like? Oh, hashtags. They love hashtags. Let's call it the hashtag one. And the the striking thing for me is that the Brabus version has 422 horsepower. That's right. That's a shit. frigging crackers. It's It's a small hatchback. Yeah. 
Was there a breakdown in comms? It should have been like 222. I don't know. But someone just changed the number. That's way more. It's just, I mean, I just think that's stupid. Mm. I don't see the point. And this brings me on to something that has occurred to me a few times recently. Inspired by an incident I had at a roundabout uh, near Bristol Uh, with uh, someone in a Tesla. Okay. I've realised this. Electric cars, most of them have pretty keen response, don't they, from uh, from the off. And, of course, all the talk is there as soon as you want it. Yeah. And when it comes to merging onto a roundabout, you know that some people, particularly if you're sort of indecisive driver, you go, oh, there's someone coming. I think I can beat them. No, I won't. And you can probably sort of apply a bit of throttle and then have second thoughts and lift off, and it's fine. An internal combustion car, actually almost nothing's happened, particularly if it's got a clutch that you're operating yourself. Yeah. Electric car... You go, I think I'm going to go, put some throttle on. No, actually, no, I'm not. By the time you've thought that, you're actually already launching across the roundabout, which is what this guy in a, a Tesla Model 3 did to me. I saw him and I was like, is he going for it? Oh, my God. He, and he really cut across my bows at quite a lick. I was a bit like, is, is he done that deliberately because he knows he's got that oomph or has he accidentally sort of gone, I think I'm going to go, and then realised he was in deep? I don't know. But Did I he go across the his... actual middle of the roundabout, you know, which is sponsored no, not by quite, someone but it was, and, it's and a... landscaped? He he did, though, go straight over in a way that looked like maybe that's not what he first intended to do. And I thought, <laughs> um, particularly because that, it was, just, it was just odd. And I thought, this is going to be a growing problem that, that, you know, most EVs have a lot of power, but also a lot of torque that is instantly accessible mm. in a way that people coming from internal combustion cars are not used to. No, because there's and, no lull, is there? So it's yeah. So there's a, there's there's capacity for a lot of really cockeyed accidents to happen in in sort of roundabouts and junctions and things. Just a thought. No, maybe I'm wrong, I, but it just it just occurred to me that that might right. be an issue, particularly if you've got a very small Brabus Smart hashtag one with 422 horsepower. Well, I I th- I think the more I drive electric hot slash mild hatches is the more yeah. I realise the, 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 the performance mode button that, that you have available to you, the intense mm. mode, whatever it is, I just don't, mm. I just don't use it because I go, actually, what do I value more? A comfortable ride and half-decent range ability. Mm. And unless I've got 80% of the battery left and I've got to just do 20 miles and then I know it's going on charge, in which case you can just squirt it for all it's worth, I just tend to go, yeah, I, I would... I would, I, f- I might go hard here, but you know what? I'd, r- I'd, I'd more r- rather just conserve my battery a little bit, and so maybe mm. that makes me a, a, a boring bastard. But what I do now is I counteract it with drum and bass. So, like last <laughs> night, I was instead of going into performance mode, it, this is what I do now. I've just decided to oh, do man. it. I immediately put BBC sounds on, and I was listening to the drum and bass um, mix. So instead of pressing, ho- I think I was hovering over the performance EV button, the intense mode, whatever you want to call it. I thought, no, I'll go intense, uh, aud- audio intensity, but actual mm. still be hypermiling. And it's quite a nice feeling. Let me tell you that, Richard. It's quite a nice feeling. So I was bouncing away, really roasting the speakers, whilst still getting <laughs> at least four miles to the kilowatt hour. And that's progress. 
I didn't tell you. Or did I tell you? I can't remember if I played it to you. You know, a few weeks ago, and I was uh, desperately trying to avoid doing proper work by instead nobbing around making little bits of music, and, and I made that fear Uno sort of stuff. But I, um, yeah. did I tell you that I made a drum and bass version of our theme tune? I don't think you did. Did you? Yeah, oh, maybe, I thought good? I remember I sent it to you. Is it good? I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. It's noisy and fast, but um, and it's only like, you know, 10 seconds long or something. We'll play out the show with it if I can dig it Please out. do. And, uh, Please do. It might be uh, a good... Yeah. I, like, I like that. I, um, I, I just... The, first, the way I got started, which I imagine is how most drum and bass back in the day got started, is you dig out the funky drummer sample and then speed it up to an idiotic degree. And that's about how, how drum and bass should, should be made, if you're doing it properly. Um, I like dirty but, drum and bass, but I also like soulful, um, slightly vocal drum and bass. So the, I, I, I like both ends of the spectrum, I feel. Yeah, I like that sort of gentle... It's probably got a sub-genre name, hasn't it? But there's a kind of gentle version, with, which is like really sort of skittery, fast beats, but then the, the rest of the music is quite, quite soft. mellow, and melodic. Yeah, that, that's, I yeah. think that is soulful drum and bass, I think. Is it? I think yeah. so. I'll ask There's some a, drum and bassists next time I see that? them. There was a, there was a uh, oh God, what were they called? Higley or something and someone else that used to do, I have to look this up now, bother me. Um, but in the meantime, also, by the way, never let it be said that I don't listen to you because I have booked in to borrow two cars in the next month that are ones that I, I thought I've got to try these because you've told me they're so good. Oh, which is the MG4 and the Kia EV6. There we go. So they are um, good. They're both very good. I'll report back. But yeah, mm. but you, you, you were so effusive in your praise for them that I thought, well, I'll, um, you know. MG4 I'll, uh, is a proper disruptor. MG4 mm. is pissing a lot of OEMs off right now, I'm going to say. You think? I do. There's a, it's, it, there's a, it's a hell of a package. It's a hell of a package, guys. I'm telling you now. Guys, listen. Oh, this is the track I was thinking of. I won't play it for copyright reasons. Um, Espana by The Good, Too Bad and Hugly. Oh, okay. And that's a, that's, it's, got a, it's a drum and bass track, but, but melodic and excellent. Um, I'll put a link to it in the um Do it, show Richard. Patrons, Fire yeah. that off. Pull that trigger. It's, it's a lovely track. Um, now, I also... I've, my little things I've jotted down to talk yeah. to you about this week. Yeah. I've got to ask you. Yeah. How did the school careers talk go? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it was daunting, and I didn't have any idea what to expect. And i i got a, I got quite a wide spectrum of people of kids coming along, and I, um, some of them were very eager with their questions. Some of them kind of just stood there uh, like. Uh, I, I can imagine going to a comedy night where you're like, right, I've turned up for comedy. Impress me, make me laugh now. <laughs> and and I and it and it and I felt under the spotlight and slightly pressurised. So then I did the kind of talking for two people because I I said, look, um, are, if if you're unsure of what to ask, but you you feel like you're interested in the general subject of journalism and media and how this world kind of works, there's a lot of skills which apply. And I just went into sort of a a quick blast of <clears throat> how I got into it, why I like it, what sort of skills I think will apply well to it. So if you've got them, you might be thinking along the right lines. And I think by the end of it, I realised I'd only drunk coffee and I'd not drunk any water and I had a sort of very tight head because <laughs> I'd done loads of talking. 
I'd done loads of talking and not enough drinking. So tight head. I had a very tight head. And oh, I, man. yeah. And I didn't bring any visual stimulus with me. Some of the other, mm. some, there were some other people who were there doing, um, there, there was a, a lady who does the marketing for Victoria's Secret, and I don't think I could compete with that. Oh. She brought lots what, of... She brought pictures as well for she all brought, these teenage boys. She brought billboards. <laughs> there were some billboards and stuff and some, like, <clears throat> interesting backdrops. I had none of that chisel. So, I thought you were going to say she does the marketing for Victoria's sponge cakes. <laughs> I think they sell themselves, don't they? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Vicky's Secret and all that. I uh, yeah. so she was so they they were doing that, and I, it was a, a really wide, a varied bunch as you'd expect. But on the whole, it was good. I could see that there was a small chance that I ignited mm. a bit of inspiration in in a couple of people's eyes. Oh, but I nice. don't know. I guess that's the point of being a grown up and talking to engaged young people is it it's like it's like Mm. bring them in reel them in encourage them only encourage don't discourage and and kind of tell the truth don't don't spin them a yarn of bs which i found quite difficult because you know i'm I'm probably quite good at doing that so I, i left my bs webs at home that day and um yeah it was really good i had one person kind of going i never thought that i could i never thought i could do a job involving cars using using the subjects that i really like and i went well almost certainly you can and mm. they, they were more interested in things like r&d you know in engineering and and mm. i just started reeling off uh, uh, as quickly as i could like all the jobs involved in the car industry and i said but i said i couldn't possibly stand here and tell you how many there are there's there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and they everything from you know, sensors for crash protection to actually being a test driver to, you know, learning about different suspension to, um, you know, uh, different tensiles of materials and the lightness and the strength and the cost of materials. I mean, there's everything, isn't there? Everything. But they were, mm. I think, I, I, I just said to them, look, basically, you don't exactly know what you want to do yet because you probably don't exactly know how many jobs there are in the general sphere of what you're interested in when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door go to blue nile.com and use promo code listen to get 50 dollars off your purchase of 500 dollars or more That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And so, th- just go forth and kind of explore the the rough sphere of what you think you're into, and you will mm. you will probably find there's a job in there that would suit you. And there's go for it. And if it doesn't quite work, there's probably a little spur-off at some point, of which I think we've all had. I've had a couple of spur-offs. 
and um, and they'll take you down a path which is similar but not the same and maybe suits you mm. a bit more. And with that, I downed seven shots of apple sours and I walked out the building, <laughs> leaving my laptop on full display, <laughs> unlocked. Threw the last shot glass over your shoulder. I did, And yeah. just walked. Yeah. I did, in the school library. Peace out. Yeah, that's right. Bitches, and then you were gone. Just so then, long. Then I said so long, bitches, off. to the careers officers. And then I went, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was good, actually. Sayonara, squares. <laughs> he screamed. Screaming. As he then tried to walk out. <laughs> he walked out of an alarmed fire door <laughs> into the playing field. I just went, screw you again, and go home. I just walked straight out. Anyway, so yeah, that was cool. That reminds me, I had to do a talk once when I worked at the BBC about how to write scripts. Oh, did you? I suddenly realised I didn't really know what I was talking about. But I had that moment that you had where there were other people going before me and they'd all clearly done loads of prep and they'd brought in... Visuals. Like, visuals. They were playing stuff on on the big TV at the front. Yeah, that's just a lot. they'd got things to hand out and I had nothing. Oh, gosh. You have to replace it with your voice, with your voice, interesting voice. I I just hadn't prepared enough, and I was sort of trying to think, what what else can I say here? What else can I say here? I was sitting there, and then it was on the top floor of a BBC building in White City in West London, and suddenly, from this, because I had quite a good view across the area, I suddenly saw a Eurostar train go past. Oh, and this is when the Eurostars used to go out of Waterloo. And I was totally distracted by it. And I said, like, why is there a Eurostar going here? This is West London. Where could it be going? It wouldn't be going to Paddington. Why is it Why is it going on the tracks here? What? Can, I wonder if they service them near here. Where would that be there? And I suddenly realised I'd cut, gone down like a sort of a rabbit hole of thought that was unhelpful to doing a talk about how to write factual scripts for the BBC. Uh, it was fine. I... I bullshitted my way through and um but never got asked to do another one which i think is probably quite tough. i was about to ask you their question yeah and they loved <laughs> no. it so much i've been booked four times yeah. no and they loved it so much they went let's keep this precious let's not try and repeat you had lightning in a bottle the way the way that you transparently just bullshitted your way through about 15 minutes of nothing yes let's not try and do that again let's keep it keep it for for the precious memories for those who were there keep it for shits um, and giggles richard yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad it went well. I'm glad you were able to sort of inspire. How old are these kids? They're teenagers that you were talking. Yeah, they're to. teenagers. Yeah, they vary from they vary from about thirteen to sixteen, something like that. Mm. So I, w- I was trying to fathom out which ones were going to be the toughest crowds. Um, but yeah, I think on the whole, I survived. I did okay. Yes. And um, yeah, what what did I drive there in? Try to remember. Was a th- I think it was a Cupra Bond. Please, your Dodge. Say it was your Dodge. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a big, smelly Dodge because I thought I was going to be progressive and I'd be in an EV anyway because I was trying to explain to a couple of them about the fact that, you know, there's this wide interest in the car world and you can be future, mm. you can be past as well. It's okay. Just like mm. you can enjoy a bit of vintage fashion but also look at high fashion, you know. Mm. Um so yeah, I sounded like I think I sounded like I knew what I was talking about. So I'm okay with Well that's half the <laughs> then that's, really. And well, listeners of this podcast will know that we've got our shit together. And um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah, that. Of course, of course, of course. And, to, we and have. just to 
I, I got a bit distracted, not in the same way that you did with the Eurostar. Have you ever heard of a company called Chuliez or Chuliez? Um, I think they're a coach builder of vehicles. Chuliez, the ones who used to build lorries? Yes, and H- coaches. H-U-E-L-I-Z? H-E-U-L-I-E-Z. Is that H E U L I Juliers? Juliers. Juliers. Yes, Juliers. Yeah, me. They're French. Meet me and. Are they French? Mm, apparently so. Right. Have you ever seen the Juliers Renault traffic? No. Is it good? It's amazing. And I think. I don't know if they really exist or whether they didn't go beyond a handful of prototypes, but I feel like I need to buy one. We're talking first-gen traffic, sort of... Okay, hang on. Which is 80s, is it? Traffic with one F. Uh, Yes. What are we looking at here? I don't... I'm not seeing... I see, I associate Julius with... I think they used to make the estate versions of Citroëns for Citroën. Did they? They used to make, I think, the certainly the XM estate... Because that's a great. They worked out that they sort of the estates were lower volume. They they used to farm out the construction to. I, I reckon if it's French, are they Uliers or Ulier? Uh, oh, they could be Ulier. 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 Meet me and Ulier down by Ulier. the schoolyard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Off of Paul's side. Um, yeah, I think they used to. So Citroen used to sort of half build XMs on their line and then send them over to Ulier. To have the back bit put on, for some reason. I now want to buy a, an XM estate. S- Ooh, they. Yeah. Somebody told me from one of my boring car trivia books that the the XM estate, the rear doors are slightly different, but it's all just sort of it's all cobbled together. There's basically sort of like a plastic cap on the top of them to make it fit the estate roofline. Oh gosh, that Ulier used to put on there. <laughs> and, um, they are French. You're absolutely right. And I'm just I can't find this Renault traffic. Well, what I am I looking to, for? Is it? I don't know. I think it's just I don't know if it's got another model name. But I've just found a picture okay. of it. I'm fixated with it. What does it look? But in like? the meantime, look up the Julier's Intruder. I'm sure you've heard of that. <laughs> Honestly, look it up. Is this safe to Google? Yes, yes. There's no there's no veiny prongs in it or anything. It's just a car. Oh. It's a very unusual car. Wow. Isn't it? Gosh, I don't think you've ever seen this. No, I'd never heard of it it's, either. It's brilliant. It's got a strong sort of SLK <clears throat> goes crossover sort of vibe to it. Sh- ultra short wheelbase, possibly looking a little bit yes. aquatic. I love it. Yeah. I think it looks brilliant. And uh, at wow. the back, it's almost a BMW uh, Z8. Oh, yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Well... Well, there we go. It's very visual, and that's why it doesn't work on this podcast. Yeah. Well, again, I'll put the link for uh, patrons in the show notes. God, it's got a short wheelbase. It's got a very <laughs> short wheelbase, hasn't it? A really unusual ride to it. Oh, that thing's wow. going to seesaw like crazy. Okay. But yeah. Ah, actually, hang on. I'm looking at this thing about this this uh, anal invader or whatever it's called. And it says that Ulier also built the Renault 5 Turbo and the road going versions of the Peugeot 205 T16. Oh, shit, the bed. I didn't know that. Well, okay. So, they, so I mean, Ulier. They are Ulier, but they, they, I guess they're basically like a sort of um, contract assembly operation. They're not, they really. They do a lot of sort of, I'm trying to think what the equivalent would be. Oh, maybe sort of uh, Tickford or somebody used to do a bit of that, but I always think Tickford sounds like 
if it was muttered in a sort of like soft but aggressive um, Essex Cockney tone, it would be an insult, wouldn't it? But I don't know what it would <laughs> don't know what it would entail. Oh, you oh you've only gone and done that, haven't you? Oh, you dirty little Tickford! Don't you do that I, again? We talked about this before, though. How I always think that Cockney insults are rubbish. Like, of course they the, are. Melt is the most pathetic insult. Yeah. It's just it's it's like throwing a tissue at somebody. You just go, what was that? You, me- just, you melt. Just breeze down my arm. Oh, it was a cockney throwing a tissue at me. You know, what are you doing, you melt? Yeah. Is that meant to be an insult? Because it's not. It's rubbish. <laughs> and um pranny as well. Don't they say pranny and you just go, That is that is genuinely Pranny. I'm insulted that you've used that. It's such a yeah. I'm sure Cockney say pranny. It probably means something really. Yeah, that must be. I bet it's rude. Pathetic. Oh, well, it does. Yeah, okay, look, it's a bit rude. Let's bring it back into. Let's bring it back to cars. Um, I've realised spouts. There's a oh. there's a lot of spout badging in showers. Have you noticed this? Yes. Yes. Well, what? I I had a shower in the hotel this morning. And I noticed mm. my my shower, which was quite powerful, admittedly, was a Myra Sport Max. <laughs> and you just and you just go, hang on, just hang on, hang the hell on. How is a shower sporty? What's going on? What sport are we talking about? Don't say water sports. <laughs> Please, sport of having a shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, I mean, it's not it's rubbish, isn't it? It's just not a thing. Why would it be sporty? Cleanliness is cleanliness, and being refreshed is being refreshed and invigorated. None of the above are sports, are they? So, I just don't. No. I simply don't understand why the word sport should ever appear on a shower. But it's the shower industry is has been taking a leaf out of the caravan industry's book, surely. Oh, completely. In giving <clears throat> really mundane things really overdramatic names. Because otherwise I don't... I don't get it. I don't get it. Anybody experienced this before? It's the word sport on shower. <laughs> hey, shower. I was trying to think. I I remember staying at a mate's house and and he had a... One of those, they're usually power showers, aren't they? They've got the over the top, yeah, names they are, yeah, because yeah. they have the casing that you put the things on. And he, they had, I, I remember they had a shower, they've, they've put a new bathroom in now, so it's long gone. But I, they, when they bought their house, it had a power shower with a ridiculously over a top name, you know, sort of like Aqua Hammer or something. But I always used to I'd stay over there, I'd be like, who the frig signed this off? It's like, it's a shower, it's a shower, it's this one. What's going on? Um, well, I mean, I, I'm sort of loath to pursue this anymore because, my goodness, we're still no, getting a lot it. of pictures of uh, air towels. Jet, jet towels. towels. Sorry, jet towels. Get it right. But I don't know. Some comedy uh, over-the-top, needlessly punchy power shower names would be a, a little change in exercise. So, um, you know, keep them peeled, people. Come always, on. Sporty showers. Show us your sporty Absolute showers. Sporty showers. <laughs> That's a cockney insult. It's a cockney insult. Shower. You sporty shower. Don't you dare stare at me like that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is, though, isn't it? It's sporty it is, shower. Yeah. Don't you dare. Yeah. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> you look at me like that again. You sporty shower. Well, I in Ireland, I have noticed something. 
I don't like mm. I don't like the number plates. Uh, there's a lot of sort of no. It's like a bold, rubbish-looking font on the number plates. Yes, and I find now it irritating. It, they're a bit sort of messy somehow, aren't they? There's too much. They are messy. Happening. They are. Just, it's like it they're doesn't... squashed a bit, but they're in bold. Mm. Um, so it's yeah. someone's messed with the what's the um, uh, the ratio of squash and yes. Someone's messed with the ratio of the of the numbers. It doesn't quite work, and it, I want to just go around and correct everyone's number plate by just replacing them. <laughs> but I'm not. Don't worry. I'm not a control freak, so it's okay. But um, no. But it's. I, I I know exactly what you mean. It's just. It's not one of the world's. No offense to our Irish listeners, but it's no, not one of the world's great some number great plates, ones. is it? I like the trad Irish ones. The older ones. They're yeah. They're, they're good. Silver on black. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, there's a lot of old Irish plates which work, or the little IRL in the left-hand side or whatever. Mm. These ones with the sort of bold fate type face, I don't think they work. Finding that a bit upsetting. It's a bit like you. I know you're particular about your fonts, Richard. I know I'm not the only one here. You know, you like, I know you mentioned this. You know what you like, you like what you know. Yeah, I do. But I also feel like the... Um the, the Irish plates have followed the same trajectory as French plates. They used to be incredibly stylish and cool, silver on black. Mm. And then they've just gone a bit sort of generic and blah and a bit messy, like there's slightly too much going on. And it kind of, it actually, it, it what's the opposite of improves? Damages. Detracts. Like, detracts, that's the one, Is from it? the looks. Ah, oh, slurry. Is that the opposite? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it probably Did is. Do you ever see a car on the street with no number plates on it? And I, I, it, it looks odd. With, and with, if it's an older car, I assume it's been abandoned. Because mm. it used to happen back when scrap was a real low, I think. Oh, people would tear dark, the plates off. Yeah, there was a dark street by... A, of the the well-known Highgate Cemetery in North London. Yes. Down the back of there. There was. There was a dark street. You probably know the one I mean. And, and that used to be an absolute, absolutely rife with dumped cars with the plates taken off. Yeah, we did. I used back to, in the day. I, yeah, back in the day and all that. I did actually yeah, used to frequent there. Um, I did. Yeah, I used to enjoy it. I used to love finding abandoned cars. Mm. Uh, like a mad cat lady but wanting to save cars <laughs> instead of the cats <laughs> and also not a lady just want to put that out there um but yeah yeah um uh well so the, i saw uh just uh yesterday a, a brand new um toyota igo x you know that new oh the new igo pretendy crossover thing yeah quite an interesting looking car I just saw it on the street, just parked up, but it had no plates on it. Because I was approaching it from behind. And I was like, oh, it's got no back number plate. Oh, my, is that is it's new, isn't it? It's a new Igo X. I wonder if someone's just bought it and the plate's fallen off because it wasn't attached properly. Then I got to the front and that didn't have a plate either. I was just like, this is a bit odd. A public street. That is odd. It looks like something's, you know, someone's up to no good. But it was a brand new car. Had it fallen off the transporter and just just neatly rolled into a parking yes. space? <laughs> <laughs> Did it still have a bit of cellophane on the wheel trims it's, and stuff? That's weird because it was it wasn't neatly parked as, as in it was sort of on its own on a stretch of road with no other cars very nearby, and also it was quite badly positioned, like as in it was slightly too far away from the curb, well, at a little bit more of an angle. So it's been sp- yeah. fallen off a transporter. 
It's just, it's literally fallen off the back of a lorry. Yeah, yeah I hadn't thought about that. But yes, well, anyway. It seems to have happened. It's, it's, I was going to say, it's gone now. Actually, I haven't been back past it. Maybe it hasn't. Maybe I should go and claim it. Maybe it's got the keys in it. Because I quite like a go in that. I think it looks uh, quite jolly, that Igo X. I think it looks jolly too. I think there's some good Toyotas, good looking Toyotas around at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, are you going to keep. I know you bought a car when you shouldn't have bought a car fairly recently. Yes. We should probably yes. touch on that slightly. But mm. um, are you going to keep sending me links for cars that I should be buying at the moment? Because I might have. I was enjoying that. Casually game. mentioned that I might need a four seater that's very cheap to buy just because I can't do the school run in the insight and I'd like to buy an Ionic 5 but I can't find a good lease blah blah effing blah mm. Mm. yeah you enjoyed that game you got properly into it you were firing <laughs> firing the links off to yeah. me in the dead of I night I can't remember why what was I, I what was I doing or not doing you, my, maybe my wife was out oh no she was ill oh was she she was ill and she'd gone to bed early because she was feeling rancid and the kids were in bed and I was just a bit like you know when you sort of you find yourself at a bit of a loose end. We're like, oh. And we're kind of in the middle of some, you know, streaming service TV shows where I was like... Oh, I, I, I can relate. I, I need to wait for her to watch yeah. these. So I, I just found myself at this kind of like, eh, I don't know what to do with myself. And then you were going, oh, I need this four-seater car, something cheap but serviceable. Yeah. And I think I, that was, I was like, well, this is my task for the rest oh, of the evening. Yeah. I'm just going to. <laughs> you did some great but ones. I did. Great ones. Well, I did the old deceased spec test. Oh, what a test it with is. With max price. I think I did two or two and a half grand. Max mileage, 30,000. That Mazda 121 that you sent me with the full length rag top that was bright canary yellow. Yes. It had done some absurdly low mileage. It was hideous, but also it attracted me in the same vein. Well, now here's the here's the funny thing. Uh, when you didn't bite on that one two one, I was then talking to someone else that I know who is in the market for a similar sort of thing to you, um, and and I tried to get him to bite on that bright yellow one two one, no dice. But then a listener yeah. sent it to us. Did they? Out of the blue, and now I can't flip and find it, of course. But uh, yeah, I, oh, I wonder where that would be. God knows, I can't remember which channel they. We have too many lines of communication. That's the thing. Yeah, I feel like we do. You know, yeah. what's that Paul Simon song about fifty ways to leave your lover? Well, there's also fifty ways to get in touch with us, and that's why we could never find anything where we. <laughs> it's so true. It. It's so true. I'm so sorry if you're listening, and you went. That was me. I sent you that bastard. Mazda, um, it's I, but they sent this. Went, have you seen this? And it, uh, I, I didn't, and I didn't know until I clicked the link. It was that, it was that same car. Um, so anyway, you're not going to buy that. Are you gonna? Is there anything that's piqued your interest? You know, there is, <laughs> you know, there is. You absolutely, is still, is still you automotive hawk. You, I think it's been two it's been taken. days since, the, the, um, the um. The, the, the Jag last mentioned this. Oh, is yeah. this the Jag or is this the old Grand? I was thinking of the Jag. Look, I'm gonna just just gonna put my cards on the table here, listeners. I suddenly thought oh, I just want something. I mean, cars are silly expensive at the moment, anyway, for what they are. I still want to pay mm. under fifteen hundred quid if I can, but I don't want mm. something haggard. 
Mm. So go for something that nobody wants to tax and, and, and kind of live with for, at the moment. And I thought, oh, mm. S-Type Jaguar. I, I have always liked them. They do some tasteful spec ones. And then mm. you, and then I found a couple of spoked models mm. that were kind of de-chromed, aren't they? Mm. And and then I thought, then I've just suddenly stumbled across the one that I sent you that was Manuel. And I thought, bloody hell, I mm. didn't even know they forgot, forgot they did an S-type Manuel. Well, I couldn't believe that you, because that one you sent me originally, which has gone now. It has gone. It's sold. Facelift. I didn't know they were still doing Manuel in the facelift in the lower petrol engines i think that's a rare car mm. i feel like i should have bought it unseen but it's gone mm. so yeah a two and a half liter or they did do a three as well didn't they v6 spot five yeah. speed manuel on on the s on the s type and these cars are under 1800 quid a lot of them some of them are closer to a grand and i'm thinking well that's cool does anybody have experience of these is the gearbox any good? I don't really know, but I'm keen to know. Rice in, if you know. I'd like to try it just to see if it's a hidden gem. Yeah. I checked with uh, someone we know who's ex-Jag, who's an engineer, about those cars, and he reckoned that facelifted S-Type, the 2004 model year, the X, X204 in Jag codes, is as good as it gets because it had some extra suspension goodness. I forget what, but... um. But reckon that engine might be a bit. It needs it's it's revy, but it it's not very powerful. No. And I reckon it, the S type's heavy, isn't it? I think it probably could feel a bit. You know, I could take reckless. some stuff out of it, couldn't I? It takes <laughs> it some of the. I take the headlining and the carpet out. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, good, good idea. Yeah, take some of the glass out, replace it with perspex, or oh, just yeah. netting. Netting. Oh, like NASCAR a, netting. Like NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just net it. But you since found another Manuel, and I and your that one looks really good. And I do, oh, I the one know. with the red seats. Yeah, the yeah. one with the, the ox blood leather inside. I'm thinking mm, that looks a bit jingle. I but I also I'm a sucker for a red leather seat in yeah. a black car. I think it could work in that. But it uh, works well in a black car. It's a good combo that. Mm. But I, I don't know. I, I I kind of want a sort of. I want a boxy MPV in some ways that nobody really wants that's fairly low mileage and just is there. And I think a, a kind of box for the children that I can use to lug car parts around and household-related detritus could be a good thing. So if anybody's got one, I don't want to pay a lot of money, okay? But I, do, I don't want a shit car. I'm just going to... I'm a very picky bastard. <laughs> Please sell me your extremely nice car for less money than you would that's right. like to let it go so for. That's see, the deal, okay? See that 5 Series estate that you've recently bought that's in excellent condition. I want to buy that for £1,000. Contact me now at uh, hello at the late break show no not the late break show hello no. at <laughs> smith hello and sniff at smith and sniff dot com. com do that hello at smith and sniff dot com i found the message two things uh first of all yes uh, apparently the, the x204 version of the s-type the 2004 model year yeah. onwards car low friction grease throughout the suspension apparently that's the secret that's the special source that's, there oh. and it was daryl bennett who sent us that mazda he said another rather dull evening at work. We descended into the depths of Autotrader to play Who Can Find the Best Yellow Car, a brilliant game which always causes a stir amongst the collection of petrol heads I work with. Uh, and he sent us that master. The best um, yellow car. What a brilliant so, game that I've not played. Yeah, it's a good game, isn't it? That's, yeah, we'll have to try that one. Um, 
And also, I'm just seeing, I just while I was looking at this, um, Daryl actually loses points because he sent his message to our old email address, which I'm not going to give out. No, I like that. Supposed to use it anyway. Yeah, well, I, co- uh, I quite like it. I feel like it's a, it's a safe zone. Uh, I just while I was looking through the other email address, uh, docking marks from Richard Hill as well, who sent a message to the wrong email address. But uh, at the same time, I quite like this because he said that the November issue of Car Mechanics, their new project car, is a Panda hundred horsepower. Get out! Let's go and have a look at that. You might have to go and look at yours, which is at the end of your street, banished from the drive. I said last week I'd say what happens with the aircon in it, and it's not really a fault. I think it's a characteristic from memory because it's got climate control. Yeah. But if you have, if you turn the aircon off, but then you select a temperature where the car thinks that it should, using the aircon to achieve that temperature, <laughs> the number on the display flashes almost to chide you. So if you say, oh, I want it to be 19 degrees, but I'm turning the aircon off, which I was only doing because I wanted to see if it had any effect on the performance. Well, it will do. And, yeah, the, the car just sort of gets mildly sort of passive-aggressive. It's just, just flashing <laughs> the temperature, and it's a bit annoying, so I ended up turning the aircon back on again because it was just irritating oh, me having this been, flashing number. No, you've been drawn into the con. You've been conned oh, you think, by the you con. you think big con has got to the... It's a massive con. Infiltrated fear in the 2000s. Yeah, the flat earther in me is going, don't use the, <laughs> don't use the con. <laughs> Don't use the con. It's a fucking con. Don't use the con. Well, I don't look, know whether we should, to buy a really um, cheap car, but I I think you should. I'm just going to keep uh, sending you stuff, and I now imagine that readers will as well. Readers, listeners, whoever they are. I'd like an estate car, but also the MPV. I mean, if I could, if I could find one that is the kind of money I'm talking about, and not really frilly and horrid, and been mm. I don't know had milk spilt in it or vomit, then <laughs> then I'd quite like a I'd quite like a Nissan El Grand. I do like oh, okay. the I do like the sort of JDM p- people carrier that's fully specced unnecessarily. We'll come back to this next week and we'll just, we'll see a has Johnny bought a car or b has Johnny been inundated with people going hey I've just found a Seo Penza for sale and I think you should buy it um, even though it's. <laughs> completely rusty and someone's done a milky burp in it but, um, <laughs> i don't know we'll see this could this could run and run who knows or you could just shut it off at the pass by or head it off at the pass shut it off at the pass shut it off at the pass <laughs> <laughs> is that a fire assisted steering what? yes oh quite tired yeah it's, that, it's last night catching up on me this guinness is heavy <sighs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah i need a i need a i need a nightcap with the cause to help yeah, me just pop down to the hotel bar see if they're they'll, they'll be down there yeah, yeah. rebel without yeah. a cause I'll be the rebel <laughs> you're the rebel without the and cause and I don't have the cause yes <laughs> <laughs> alright well before we go I've got three things to tell you they are one Johnny has a solo YouTube channel it's called the scrape plate show <laughs> in which Johnny carefully manoeuvres leftover food into a recycling bin with a knife this week small bits of vegetable moussaka uh, if that's not to your taste then there's of course the late break show lots of excellent videos on there including um what was i just watching oh no watch your polestar 3 it's a very good preview that we were talking about last week it was rushed didn't feel it but you hey. did a good job i, I could sense you know i knew knowing the circumstances you were in it's like oh god he's probably got like 10 minutes in that room with that car and there's yeah. a queue of other people outside so no pressure but you know i thought it was good uh, uh second thing i've got to tell you is i've got various books out one of them is called steel flies it's a spoof cold war thriller from the 80s written by 
the fake car journalist Roy Lanchester. <laughs> and the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, Chris Martin, out of Coldplay, we know who he is. Yeah. But did you know that his great-great-grandfather invented daylight savings time? Really? Mm. He was the man who pushed for the clocks to go forward and back to create daylight savings I don't know how I feel about that (laughs) (laughs) nor do I I sort of feel like that's that's not a brilliant fact (laughs) no it is it is a good fact it is I'm just a bit upset because I don't know about I don't know about the idea of of the changing of the clocks I think it's just annoying these days and we should just leave it be I wonder if that's why Chris but, Martin um, wrote the Coldplay song Clocks. Clocks. I bet it. If it's about his great great grandfather, it's just one of their. It's probably their best song. Oh, of all time. Now we really do have to stop, but I cannot let this pass. Um, why? And now, of course, I can't freaking find it. <laughs> Somebody sent us um, a version of "You're the Voice," which we discussed. Yes. Um, Couple of podcasts ago, whenever it was. Is it is it a Halloween Performed. lantern that's actually made of skin? Uh, no. All right. Okay. What? I'm just asking. Oh just asking. What's wrong with you? Uh, no, it's uh, a. Uh, it's you're the voice being performed by Coldplay. Oh. With Peter Farnham. Uh, John. Coming on, John Farnham. Sorry. Oh, I mean, there might be a Peter. It might be his brother. The I mind. don't know. <laughs> It's so annoying, I can't find this email now <laughs> to say thank you to the person who sent it to us. Ah, god damn it, that's so annoying. I'm so sorry if, um, if that <laughs> here it is. Yes, Colin Hill. Colin, thank you so much. He said, I'll, Again, I'll put the link up for patrons live Coldplay on stage in Australia. Oh, and Chris Martin says, We're now going to do the Australian national anthem. And they start doing your other voice. John Farnham comes on. The crowd goes bananas. Oh. It's extremely uplifting. Wow! So uh, he knew Martin knew all along that that mm. was that was there. Exactly. Yeah. He does his research, does Chris? All right. Well, anyway, you finish your Guinness. I'm just going to go and lie down for a bit because uh, we're recording this in the evening. By the way, Johnny's not having a Guinness for breakfast. Just no, no. Clear. Although pre-war, it like, was advised for people who are feeling a little bit weak. Yeah, but it's the iron, isn't it? Yeah. It's the iron in it. Okay, well, uh, we will do this all again next week. But until then, thank you ever so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye now. Gulliver's travels like where 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 did he travel to I mean like imagine if because he was because he was massive imagine if Gulliver just Gulliver's JDM MPV that is quite long wheelbase it could just about fit him in scraping a little bit and he just Gulliver's Alphard yeah (laughs) oh yeah I've got a touch of Gulliver's Alphard (laughs) I bet you are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't, sounds like one of those diseases that they've eradicated in the 70s. Just, uh, they just don't see it like Polio. Gulliver's Alphard causes your fingers to go weird. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 